from KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Peace and love, y'all. Welcome to Right Now-ish. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, here to facilitate a conversation about sexuality. Yeah, let's cut straight to it. Sex, that thing that brought us all to this planet. But in many cultures and community, it's somehow taboo to discuss publicly, especially for women, which makes no sense at all. Today's guest is a musician who's made it a point to flip the script on talking about sexuality, as well as nationality and race. Her name is Polivi, aka Fijiana. She's a rapper from Richmond, California with Indo-Fijian family roots. Her music is seductive and political, it's energetic and fun, it's sexual, and it slaps. Fijiana tells us why it's important to openly discuss sexuality, the backlash from going against the norm, and how she's dealing with it all, from checking internet haters to relishing in the support that she's gotten from her own father. All of that and more after we get through this door. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from SFMOMA. Calling all music lovers, don't miss Art of Noise, the must-see exhibition of the summer. Pour over 800 works, including 1960s and 70s concert posters, hi-fi listening experiences, and more. On view now. Get tickets at sfmoma.org. As the host of KQED's podcast right now-ish, I'm always thinking about arts and culture happening right now. Hence the title. And for nearly five years, our team has covered the gamut of culture makers shaping this place that we call home. From activists to educators, musicians to athletes, painters to farmers. But now, our show is coming to an end. And we're going out in the way that we do best, with music. So join us on June 20th for a showcase of artists who are steeped in the vibrations of contemporary jazz. Because good music is timeless, and we'd like to think our show is too. June 20th at 7 p.m. Liner Notes Live. Pull up in your flyest threads and toast us a farewell. It's been a good run, and we'd love to end with a bang. You can buy tickets at kqed.org slash events. Hope to see you there. I want to talk to you about um, a song you posted three years ago now. Uh, Identity. Break that down for me. I'm a brown bitch, melanin rich Fijian queen. I'm a brown bitch, melanin rich Fijian queen. Hailing from the coolie diaspora, know what that means. That I'm a brown bitch. I live in Richmond and I was actually angry about gentrification. And it 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 actually translated into my anger about colonization. You must be confused, telling us that we too talk, cause the sun no shine for you. I'm pretty nice, not usually mean, but if you talk about my people, I might have to intervene. We could play I have a line that says telling us that we're too dark because the sun don't shine for you. You know, like constantly being villainized for being darker tones. That hook was for me to say, like, I love being brown. It, it's what makes me so beautiful. It's what makes me so special. And I'm owning that. Let me make it clear. We ain't talking about a race. We talking about a system that's always trying to erase. The voices of the young oppressed until they fade. That's why we need to continue in order to create. I'm a brown bitch. I'm Indo-Fijian. And what happened was when African slavery became illegal, 
they started taking Indian people as indentured servants. Indentured, like coolie people, they didn't really have a choice. Like people try to make it seem like it. They were literally kidnapped. They were tricked. They were being told that we're, we have work for you in the next city. Indian people were taken to a lot of different colonies all over the Caribbean and South Africa, different spaces, and Fiji was one of them. And working in the most brutal conditions that I feel like indentured servant is just not a really good term for the system that we went through. But I, we also don't want to mix it in with the Atlantic slave trade because that is also very different. As she says, after the abolition of the Atlantic slave trade, the British Empire set up a system of indentured servitude. It led to over one million people from India working for little or no pay in extremely harsh conditions all around the world. Starting in 1879 to 1919, over 60,000 Indians were shipped to British sugarcane plantations in Fiji. While some were kidnapped, others signed misleading contracts that stripped them of their freedom. Many didn't realize they were crossing an ocean, and some tried to jump ship when they saw India receding. In Fiji, they were met with inadequate food and poor living conditions. This exploitation generated revenue for the ruling class and further established a social hierarchy, the effects of which still linger to this day. Indo-Fijians are still not accepted as Fijian people, mm. and so I wasn't actually too aware of that until I released the song Identity and I got a lot of pushback from my own community that did not like the fact that I claimed I was Fijian. You said a term that I wanted to make sure I'd, I'd, we addressed early on in this conversation. The coolie term. It was, it was a derogatory term that the British would use for Indian people. It was like, you know, negative connotation like, oh, you're a coolie, so you must not be like, like you're, you're less than. And it's a term that a lot of coolie people don't actually even like saying sometimes. They don't want to even call themselves. But just like bitch, I feel like is like a term women kind of reclaim and say like, hey, like, you know what? I don't want a man to call me a bitch, but I'm going to call myself a bitch. I'm going to call my friends a bitch. But um, coolie is also like that to me, where I feel like you tried to suppress me with this term, but I am reclaiming it. This reclamation is taking terms, taking ideas and flipping them on their head is something you've done recently as well um, through a, a song, uh, Sanskari Ho. It's a, it's a hell of a title. What, what does Sanskari mean? So Sanskari means traditional. So it's, it's, it just, it literally like translates to like someone that's traditional. It's someone who's very like innocent and sweet and docile. Like this, this idea of this really perfect Indian woman, this South Asian woman, the one that you want to take home to your family. Taking a term like that and then putting like ho, it was meant to kind of say like, I'm all of it. If you look at identity, my song direction, and my song Sanskari Ho, like they're so different. They talk about such different things. And I think that's important to me as an artist that people see me as human and know that like I'm sexual, I'm spiritual, I'm political. Tell me about the reaction that Sanskari Ho has been getting specifically on the TikTok. As of right now, 
on TikTok, uh, a lot of people are not liking it. It's it's interesting because I I'm seeing them say they don't like the song, which I think is a valid critique. Like no one needs to actually like music, you know, like that's your opinion. But I think the way that I'm seeing the responses, it actually feels like it's a lot of misogyny wrapped into like, oh, this is trash. But not being able to really articulate that I'm feeling very uncomfortable that someone like you is saying such profanity-centered lyrics. I had a comment on my video. Someone was just like, you're gonna like reap the consequences. Like karma will get you. And I'm just like, karma's gonna get me for being sexual? Like, I like don't understand. All of these men's mothers do it everyone's fucking you know like if you're here that's what's happening it's the most basic human element i'm just like damn like your mom sucked a lot of dick to get you here so like why are you <laughs> why are you tripping if i'm talking about it it takes a lot it takes thick skin to deal with internet thugs who never have to see you face to face and will type the meanest stuff in the world right yeah the internet i just feel like it doesn't leave a lot of space for nuance on the internet, people don't really process, like, the reasoning as to what their discomfort, you know? It just comes out as, like, I don't like things, and that's it. I'm Fijian, but I do come from the South Asian diaspora, and India in particular, they have some of the highest rape cases in the world as well. The way that they treat women is insane. They have all these goddesses, but they don't respect the women walking down the street. Like, you can't even walk down the street without getting catcalled, which in America, it happens as well, you know. One of the issues that you're taking, uh, taking by the reins and flipping on its head is this issue of the male gaze or centering, centering the male gaze and getting rid of that. How, how are you doing the inverse of that? I have a song called Men With Money. I like men who provide. Like, I don't want to be the ride or die and wait for you to get your life together. Like, I'm okay with liking men with money and I'm okay with moving in that way. I like men with money, men with money. I like men with money, men with money. Like and just like normalizing a lot of things that women tend to be demonized for that men seem to like get away with a lot. It's not just men that have all these like sexual desires and should be like walking around and leading their lives in that way like i also experienced that too it was funny i was slapping the, the men with money track while i was driving around yes <laughs> i love it. i don't fuck with broke boys they corny i swear your pocket's too fat to ignore me i'm not just the one i'm the during the previous conversation, you mentioned to me you don't look at yourself as necessarily as a trailblazer. Um, you see that other women came before you. Who do you look to as, like, who has done the work before you? Black women have been doing this work for years, like, before I ever did this, particularly in the space of hip-hop. Artists, you know, like Lil' Kim would just be like, I'm a bad bitch, I'm really sexual, and I'm okay with that. And that's been a way to take autonomy back in like a lot of male dominated spaces. I'm still trying to learn how to navigate the space with as much integrity as I can um, because appropriation is very real. I can appreciate the acknowledgement of, you know, the history and also understanding of who you are and where you stand in the midst of everything. And 
Um, what beyond Bollywood? What other influences have you taken into your artistry? I started like really getting into rap when my friend in high school told me I should start rapping Ladybug Mecca raps. Her lines in um cool like that. And I would just do that all the time. I think music and rap in particular has like helped me so much because I feel like I used to have a lot of deep like mental health issues and rapping and writing in particular has made me very aware of my emotions. Now there's a certain level of awareness where I'll like objectively look at them and I'll write it down. I'm wondering how has the Bay Area assisted you on your path to becoming an artist? I don't think I'd be who I was without growing up in Richmond. It's interesting because like I there's a lot of problematicness in it as well, because I think growing up too, like I lived in a very predominantly black and Latino community. And I think black culture was actually like the dominant culture here growing up. You kind of see like yourself putting on caricatures and trying to act and emulate like the people in your community and then growing up and realizing like whoa like there's anti-blackness in acting that way as well it's it's interesting being brown in a very black and white country I, I think about this a lot because you know there's a certain level of like code switching you have to do people label it as talking white or talking black but I, I think it's almost talking into whatever environment you're just in but yes there 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 is a way where we can take it way too far and start emulating things that aren't even us. When I started really understanding my Fijian heritage is when I started unpacking anti-Blackness that a lot of non-Black people have growing up in predominantly Black communities. So in your music videos, I've seen that you incorporate aspects that are seem like they're traditionally taken from Bollywood influence. Um, for people who can't see your work right now, could you kind of paint the picture of how you've incorporated that into your visuals? Personally, like Fijians, like we might even be more called to Bollywood because it's one of our biggest connections to India, you know, because we don't know where we're from in India. Particularly like 90s, 80s actresses that you know, we're in the in the rain and the saris, like being so sexual. Like I, I took that and I like really embraced it. And as I got older, I was like, this is what sensuality looks like to me. This is what sexuality like is like to me. And how can I take that and make it modern and make it my own? I, I love incorporating dance. Like dance is really big. Like I, I love to dance. And so incorporating dance the way Bollywood does a lot. A girl like me, you wouldn't really see in Bollywood. I'm not, I'm not like the darkest skin or anything, but I am still a little too uh, brown for Bollywood. Bollywood usually chooses very particular, like very pale women. Maybe I'll never be in Bollywood, but I'll make my own films and I'll make my own productions and I'll put it out there. Like I will make my dreams come true. My music is a place for like my little girl to just go all out. Yeah, I love that. I love that. 
when we're looking at your music videos, we're looking at your dreams. Yeah, I'm a Pisces, you know, like that's that's literally all of my work. It's just, it's my dreams. It's, it's how I envision the world to be. You've shared with me that you you play every song for your father except for one yeah how did your father take to your music he's the most supportive person in my life he accepts me for all that i am when i'm upset like i'm getting trolled about a song like sanskari ho he was like puja if you put picasso in front of a regular person they're just gonna think it's like some scratches on like a, a surface and then he was like, the same thing with you. Like, your worth needs to be valued by people who see you. Oh, it tugs on my heartstrings as a dad of a daughter. I always wonder who she's going to grow up to be, you know? And like, then I, it's not even a question. Like, whoever she is, I'm going to ideally take that approach. You know, I actually did a podcast specifically on sexuality. And I listened to the whole thing with my dad. And after we had a really great conversation about sexuality. To have that conversation, I imagine, it's got to be ammo under your belt. Like, I've talked to my father about this. So what can an internet troll do to me, right? Is that the attitude that you have? Yeah, I, I completely feel like that. Like, even when I played my dad the, the podcast, he looked at me and he was just like, I see you as a person. I understand you better as a person now. Like, I get it. You put your art before anything. And I respect that. I think it's amazing like he because I've seen him shift as a person you know like I've seen him change a lot of ideas and things because I am so vocal about everything I do. I really thought to myself like wow to be a brown man who's grown up in this culture that actively suppresses these kinds of thoughts you sit there not with just any woman but your daughter you listen to this and you not only accept it and accept me but you admire me. Much respect to Polivi, a.k.a. Fijiana. It's more than music, and you're using your art to influence people and question culture and to change mindsets and to move folks. Isn't that what we're here for? So yeah, thank you for being brave enough to stand in it. Fijiana's latest project, a seven-track EP titled Thirst, dropped earlier this year and is available on all streaming platforms. For more on Fijiana, follow her at IamFijiana on Instagram or TikTok. That's spelled I A M. Fiji like the country, A-N-A. The producer of this show is Marisol Medina Cadena. Jessica Plachik is the editor. Our engineer is Seal Muller. Our engagement team is made up of Ashley Ng, Justin Ebrahimi, and Rhea Gerwald. Kiana Mogadam is the senior producer of podcasts. KQED execs are David Marcus, Holly Kernan, and Jen Chien. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw. Thank you all for listening. Hope you have a good one. Peace. Right now which is a KQED production. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. 
listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.